0: Welcome to Podcast 51, your Central Michigan life home to all that is creepy and weird. My name is Tom DeLore. And I'm Emir Bankston. And so just to give a general warning about the podcast, uh, just because we're talking about something doesn't mean we believe it, we just think it's fun and interesting and entertaining and we hope that you do too. So this week is the first episode in our three-part mini-series featuring mini-sodes maybe, um, which focuses on possessions and exorcisms. And this first part is going to be about the traditions across various religions. And so to jump into it, let's talk about demonic possession in the Christian Bible. Oh, God. There's only one case in the Old Testament, and it's of King Solomon. But it is reliant on the translation of some words from Hebrew to English. Um, But the New Testament has several cases of Jesus driving out demons from people. There's demonic possession in Judaism, which, according to Antoine Augustin Augustine Calmet or Calme, the Jews attributed most of their maladies to demons and said that demonic torments were punishment for a crime. But this belief um, within Judaism is looked upon credulously. In Catholicism, where the majority of all these traditions stem from, um, which is and it's all the, also the primary focus for the stories that we'll cover later. Um, Exorcists differentiate between ordinary and extraordinary satanic and demonic activity, and that can take six different forms. Mm. There's possession, in which Satan or demons take full possession of a person's body without their knowledge or consent. Obsession, where the person is prone to sudden attacks of irrationality and obsessive thoughts, usually culminating in suicidal thoughts. Oppression, where there is no loss of consciousness or involuntary action. Well, there's no loss of consciousness, or there's involuntary action, and someone is usually tormented by a series of misfortunes, and that's usually what this is. There's external pain caused by Satan or demons. There's infestation, which is effect- which affects houses, things, or animals. There's subjection, which is the last one, where someone voluntarily submits to Satan or demons.
1: Demons.
0: That's the French pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's typically, these possessions are typically characterized by four things. The possessed person has superhuman strength. Oh. They speak languages they couldn't know. Mm. They know things that they couldn't know. Mm. And they feature blasphemous rage, obscene hand gestures, profanity, and aversion to holy symbols or relics.
1: Watch our profanity.
0: The Bible says that that people can be possessed by demons, but but these demons will submit to the authority of Jesus. Possession (coughs) within this belief is distinguishable from mental illness. In Protestantism, some say that demons cannot possess Christian spirits because the Holy Spirit lives there, but they can inhabit the physical body or soul due to emotional wounds, sexual abuse, or satanic ritual abuse. This is referred to as partial possession or demonic infestation. Demonic assault under this belief of Protestantism um, can be allowed by God to test a person's spirit and uh, belief. Excuse me. Um, now some say so. Now nowadays, some people say that no person can be possessed without some cooperation. Mm-hmm. So they're inferring that maybe people that are possessed already are a little bit evil.
1: of uh, times have changed.
0: Yeah. Um, in Islam, there are supernatural creatures like jinn and devils. And I'll put out for these translations again. And devils, which can cause possession or change the behavior of humans, an evil jinn will enter a body.
1: But not evil jinn, like in the Tekken fighting series. Is that a real character?
0: Yes, that is. Wow. Yes. Maybe it's him. It's. I don't think Probably so. not. It's completely different. Um, some devils will only tempt people to different lower desires. <laughs> um, Iblis or Iblis only tempts people and incites humans and jinn to do evil. He's kind of the parallel to Satan, but he does not physically possess people. The Quran does not mention physical possession by jinn, but in folklore, it is believed that a jinn can haunt or possess people, uh, and this can cause illness, hallucinations, or aggression. This is caused by harming a jinn, summoning one, or having a jinn fall in love with a human, so to possess someone so it can wed that human. Ah. In Buddhism, a demon can either be a soul suffering in the hell realm or a delusion. A practitioner will go to the local Buddhist healer for treatment. This healer takes a pulse and urine sample and offers counsel. In some cases, they will use sleeping pills to help with the symptoms or try to appease the demon, like giving away food and clothes in its name, and afterward the demon will depart to a new realm. In Taoism, it happens for one of two reasons. The individual has disturbed a ghost, whether intentional or unintentional, and it wants revenge on a person or it wants revenge or a person uses black magic to conjure a ghost to possess someone. Medically, possession is considered um, to be the work of simple maladies or fantastic fallacies, uh, some mental illness and then probably a touch of ignorance as well. And those who believe usually describe it with symptoms that are associated with hysteria, mania, psychosis, Tourette's, epilepsy, schizophrenia, conversion disorder, or dissociative identity disorder, and even sleep paralysis. And so that's possessions. That's the beliefs around possessions. So then we'll move into the belief around exorcisms. And... Uh, Exorcism, broadly, is the religious or spiritual practice of evicting demons or other spiritual entities from a person or area that they believe to have possessed. This may be done by causing the entity to swear an oath, performing an elaborate ritual, or simply by commanding it to depart in the name of a higher power. Exorcisms within the U.S. um, began to decline in the 18th century and were pretty rare for a while, Um, but there was a roughly 50% increase between the 60s and 70s. The 1960s and 70s, that is. And so in Christianity <laughs> Thank you. No problem. In Christianity, the practice of exorcism, exorcism is the practice of casting out demons. The exorcist is part of the Christian church or is graced with special powers or skills. The exorcist may use prayer, religious material, formulas, gestures, symbols, icons, amulets, etc. And this exorcist will invoke God, Jesus and or <laughs> angels. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> That's the way you said that (laughs) A survey of Christian exorcists Showed that many believe That any mature Christian Can perform an exorcism As the authority to do so Is given to them By the Holy Trinity Jesus (laughs) (laughs) Exorcism is seen as a cure And not a punishment Yeah In Catholicism Exorcisms are performed In the name of Jesus Christ There is a distinction Between a formal exorcism which can, I'm sorry, i was still thinking about that Jesus thing. <laughs> I know Jesus. I don't know how you why you say it though. There is a distinction between a formal exorcism, which can only be conducted by a priest during a back t- baptism, during a baptism, or by permission of a bishop, and prayers. Uh, and then there's also prayers of deliverance, which can be said by anybody. The Catholic rite for a formal exorcism is called a major exorcism and is given in the Section 11 of the Rituale Rom- Romanum. Romanum. This also, What did you say? Romanum. There you go. That's how it's pronounced. This also lists guidelines for conducting an exorcism, and it instructs priests to carefully determine that the affliction is not psychological or physical. The exorcist in this situation is an ordained priest, and they will recite a prayer to the rubric's... According to the rubrics of the rite, and may make use of religious materials such as icons and sacramentals, which are blessed items. The exorcist will invoke God, Jesus, any members of the church triumphant, and the archangel Michael. Again, it's seen as a cure, not a punishment. Do I really say Jesus that way? You word? say Jesus
1: so weirdly, dude. That's an emphasis on the us? You're going to listen to this? You're be like, oh God, what is
0: wrong with me? I, I bet I will. I always do that anyways.
1: Yeah, it's because something's wrong with you, So, it's fine.
0: <laughs> In Hinduism, and I apologize for pronunciations, there's like a whole bunch of proper names that I want to absolutely annihilate. But in Hinduism, the Atharva Veda is said to continue the secrets, excuse me, is said to contain the secrets related to exorcism, magic, and alchemy. The basic means are the mantra and the yanya, yan, yana, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is used by in, used in both Vedic and Tantric traditions. Uh, Vaishnava uh, traditions also use the recitation of names of Narasimha. Nirasim, I'm so sorry, people. Yes, if you're Hindu, I'm really sorry. And reading scriptures from the, Bhag- the Bhagavata Purana out loud. I'm being fair. I'm talking about all the religions. I'm not yeah, trying to describe that, Yeah, you are. But fair. that also means that I'm going to butcher a lot of all pronunciations. You're talking all about the Jesus and all the- <laughs> <laughs> I butchered the, the Christian one as well. Yes. According to Gita Mahatmya of Padma Purana, reading the third, seventh, and ninth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita and mentally offering the result to, depart, result to departed persons uh, may help them. The kirtan, continuous playing of mantras, keeping scriptures and holy pictures, burning incest offered during a puja or puya? sprinkling water from holy rivers, and blowing or how, how do you spell conks? I'm not sure if this is a conch or if conches is the thing. It's one of those two, folks. Okay, also used conch. in Puya. Those are also effective means. And so praying to the Lord Hanuman gives the best result, um, which is mentioned in the Hanuman Shalisa. It is said that just uttering the name of the Lord Hanuman makes the evil forces tremble in fear. In Islam, exorcisms are called ruqya, and is used to repair the damage caused by seer or black magic. Today, these exorcisms are part of a wider body of contemporary Islamic alternative medicine called al-tib al-nabawi. Nabawi? Nabawi? Nabawi. I don't know. The treated person is lying down while a sheik places a hand on their head while reciting verses from the Quran. Mm-hmm. Holy water drinking and sprinkling may take place along with the application of clean, non-alcohol-based oh. perfumes called Etar. Ew.
1: What? Holy water tastes terrible. <laughs> Do you know that? Yes. You drink it? It tastes like, uh, it's like an oil, dude.
0: That's gross, though. You don't want to be drinking oil. I thought oil. holy water is just blessed water. Oh, it might be different, dude. It's where the priests wash their hands.
1: Or were That's they dunked? <laughs> Probably not. Or were they dunk babies into?
0: Uh, in some cases, the adhan is also read as it is believed to have the effect of repelling jinn. Um, Muhammad taught his followers to read the last three surahs from the Quran: Surah Al ikhlas Surah Al Falak, and Surah An Nas, or the Fidelity, the Dawn, and Mankind.
1: Mm.
0: In Judaism, whoops. Way too far down my page. Whoopsie. In Judaism, Josephus reported exorcisms uh, performed by administering poisonous root extracts and others by making sacrifices. Don't know why I pronounce sacrifices, so weird there. My bad.
1: You pronounce everything wrong.
0: Rabbi Yehuda Fetaya authored a book more recently which deals extensively with exorcism and his experience with possessions. These exorcisms are performed by a rabbi who has mastered the Kabbalah, um, and are feature a minyan, a group of ten adult males who uh-huh. gather in a circle around the possession. Excuse me, around the possessed person, and that group is also present. Um, the group recites Psalm 91 three times, and then the rabbi blows a ram's horn. I was laughing in a mirror, not the rabbi blowing a ram's horn. Uh, the ram's horn is blown in a certain way with specific notes and tones, with the effect of shattering. I heard the rams form right there. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> I don't know if you did, but... <laughs> with the effect of shattering the body so the possessed force is knocked loose. The rabbi then begins to communicate with it and asks the questions like why it's possessing people. Because that's something you want to know.
1: That is something you would want to know.
0: Then the minion may pray for it and perform a ceremony for it in order for it to feel safe so that it may leave the body.
1: See, I'm picturing like the minions from...
0: I, I was trying to pronounce it not like minion. I know. I really, really, yeah. Because I was like that. No one's gonna take it seriously. Maybe uh, it's pronounced minion. I don't know. It's uh-huh. M-I-N-Y-A-N. Uh-huh. Minyan? Maybe. I have no idea. I'm just picturing the yellow guys. It's all them. They need See, ten of them there. You can leave. <laughs> that's how they sound exactly. Yeah, that's exactly how they sound. So in Taoism, members of the Fashi or Fashi. Uh, both Chinese ritual officers and priests ordained by a celestial master perform exorcisms. Um, including These exorcisms include chanting, physical movements, and praying, and usually occur during festivals. But they are considered of low order during these festivals and are more for entertainment. The leaders of the rite create a dramatic performance to call out the demons so the village can have peace. This may also include the leader cutting himself because blood is considered to be a protector and after ritual the blood is blotted with a tissue and put on the door of the houses as an act of protection Buddhism excuse me in Buddhism the ritual of the exercising ghost day is part of Tibetan tradition and is held on the 29th day of the 12th month of the 12th Tibetan month and focuses on driving out all negativity. <laughs> what are you doing? Dude, I'm
1: just, I'm reenacting myself saying My Girl Wants to Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy.
0: Why are you thinking about that?
1: Because I don't know why I'm thinking about that. <laughs> That's a really good song.
0: But yeah, this, I forgot, oh sorry, I lost where I was for a second. Um, Yeah, it's on the 29th day of the 12th Tibetan month and focuses on driving out all negativity, including evil spirits and misfortunes of the past year. And starting the new year in peace. Ah. The temples and monasteries hold grand religious dance ceremonies, and families clean their houses, decorate rooms, and eat special noodle soup. Uh, And during the evening, the people carry torches and call out the words of the exorcism.
1: That actually sounds like a good time.
0: It does sound very positive.
1: Before the, well, it sounds like a good thing to do after our exorcism.
0: Well, that's how they do. They don't really have a, the only one that has really official exorcisms are. I guess the last one really, the last two didn't really have official ones. They were more like events and performances, and they weren't really looked upon as the same way as the other religions did. It's just a beautiful moment. And those, yeah, those those last ones are definitely positive: Buddhism and uh, Taoism. But yeah, any any thoughts on possessions and exorcisms?
1: Uh, you know, they first off, I love how I forgot. I think it was the Catholics, not for sure, but how they have like a whole guideline, like a book of plays to do. Yeah. For. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ritual Romanum,
1: yeah, for uh, exorcism. You know, like it's a great—that's a great thing to have. I don't know why they would think like this is something we need to just I guess in case it was a really big problem. It probably was at one point, but uh,
0: I don't think we probably have to use
1: them too much anymore.
0: I don't know. Actually, when we get into the story portion. Uh the next two episodes. I have one that took place in two
1: thousand twelve. Oh, so we are still using them a little bit.
0: Yeah. It doesn't mention this book specifically, but it is an exorcism and I believe it's a Catholic priest involved.
1: Ah. It's not the one that you're thinking. It's not the one that expired the movie The
0: Exorcist. No, we didn't we're not doing that one.
1: No, because everyone knows that one. Or the one that inspired the movie The Exorcism of whatever that girl's name Emily Rose. Yeah, Emily
0: Rose. Okay, so any final thoughts before we wrap this episode up?
1: Uh, you know, it's it's still weird that we, not that I think about it, we still do, do exorcisms every now and then. It's, yeah, It's a weird idea, and I wonder who came up with it. Like, who was the guy who was like... Uh, "It's I don't know. It's ingrained you know, this, in all these religions. It is. It is ingrained in every That's religion. kind of
0: interesting. I thought that some of them are very, very similar. Yep. A lot of them feature, like, this demon creature possessing somebody. Like, you'd think that... Possession is such a weird thing in itself, and it's carried out or it's featured in all these different religions in a very similar way, well, yeah. which I think is interesting.
1: Yeah, because uh, a lot of them all have the same Old Testament as a the starting point, and then this. I don't think
0: is, that's necessarily like maybe you're talking about I Judaism mean, and Protestantism and, like, and Catholicism uh, and Christianity, but then and, you talk about Buddhism and Taoism and yeah. Islam and Hinduism; those are different, very different. I
1: think the Quran is the same too, but I'm not for sure, not a hundred percent sure.
0: Is the same Old Testament? Yeah, I don't.
1: I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't
0: very little, so I don't want yeah. to say anything. Yeah,
1: but yeah, it's a cool. I mean, no, it's not cool, but it's a. It's interesting. It is very interesting.
0: So, uh, yeah. So yeah, the next episode we'll talk about two stories. We'll talk about. Um, hold on one second. I'll uh, read the name: the Snedeker House, which is a shorter one, and then we'll talk about the trial of Arne— Cheyenne Johnson.
1: Yeah, so, you know, rub your fingers because this is, it's about to get fire up in here.
0: All right. And just to wrap this up, uh, thank you for listening. If you want to listen on a different platform, we are on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash CM hyphen life, iTunes under Central Michigan Life Podcasts. The Central Michigan Live website, which is cm life.com slash multimedia slash audio. Our Twitter, which is at the podcast 51. Our Instagram, which is just at podcast 51. Yeah, so thank you for listening, everybody.
1: Yeah. You
0: got anything to say, Amir? Oh, uh,
1: stay spooky, stay curious, and stay awesome. And uh, coming soon to you, our new podcast about how Tom mispronounces things. <laughs>